Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What up? Episode 22. Of Stakes is high. The Black, Black Nerd, Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're happy to be here with y'all. I am Troy Hunter, uh, at Tall Black Guy on all the Twitters and things, a.k.a. Ill Gates. I'm your boy, Doc Midnight, Terry Gant, a.k.a. Dread October. All up in your situation. All up in it. All up in it. And we're going to we, we gonna give it to you. We're going to give you the, the loveliness and things we got on our minds. Welcome, all y'all who may be new, who may not be. People nation, nationwide, international style. We appreciate y'all. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into this thing. The beauty of this is tonight we're actually going to try to record this and broadcast it or uh, go live with it on the actual Stakes is High page, <laughs> which we've not been able to do for like the longest time. This is like this is like a hell kind of like working this out. So we actually did finally figure out how to make this happen. We we think. We think. Well, no, there's two people watching. So, well, unless yeah. those two people are us. Well, no, okay, it's Brian and Katie. All right. That's old school. We'll take that. All right. All right. Welcome, y'all. Y'all know oh, yeah. the deal. They know the deal. So let's get let's get let's get into this thing. Um, yeah, topics, topics. We topical on thing. Let's get topical. Uh, first of all, um, personally, um, I have uh, family in Houston. All right. uh, my sister's in Houston. As do I. Um, I lived there for a while. How did you like H Town? Well, I was young enough to love it, but not right. old enough that anybody gave a shit what I thought when we moved to <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Okay, so you didn't have to deal with the traffic and all the driving no, stuff. No, I was being driven places since I was a child. Because yeah. you had nothing to say about no. it. No, I mean, and I had things oh, to say. Right. I've always had things to say. But shut up when grown folks is talking. Largely. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I have a, well, like I said, I love the people in Houston that I love. Um, Houston is not a very good, uh, not very laid out very well city at sure. all. Because of the rush to, uh, to kind of build things. Yeah. Um, but uh, the issue I have, like I say, you know, you saw a lot of people doing well, doing good things for other people, sure. which, which, which is great. Um, my thing is, though, because I understand that J.J. Um, Watt, who plays for Houston Texans, uh, raised a, like $20 million or whatever. Sure. Thing is, though, Houston is a segregated City, just like all Man, of them. Like, <laughs> just like all of them. We know nothing about those kind of cities. Uh, no, not at all. Um, it's a segregated city. And most of the money that he's raised is going towards middle class and upper class neighborhoods. Sure. Um, something that another Houston native, Scarface, a.k.a. Brad Jordan, um, a.k.a. pretty much your favorite rapper's probably top three favorite rappers. Yeah, he won't be your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. But your favorite rapper's favorite rapper knows that dude. No, is is totally yeah. totally calls him an influence yeah. and everything. Easily. Points that and, and he pointed out and says, I understand that, you know, we're doing a, a thing, you know, understand, you know, it's great that he was able to raise money. Yep. But if the people who have insurance and the people who are maybe living in high level there are high levels of Houston. Yeah. Um, one of which my sister lives in. Um you know, who aren't getting it nearly as bad as some other people are getting it. Right. They don't need the help. They don't need the help. They don't need the, you know, you know they have insurance. They have right. other things. They, they probably were able to leave yeah. beforehand. But a lot of stuff, especially what Scarface is talking about, especially Fifth Ward Houston, stuff, you know, stuff's under six, seven, eight feet of water. 
those people need who don't have insurance. Those yeah. people may not have, you know, full time jobs and service industries like the thing I posted about Pizza Hut saying seventy two hours after evacuation you have to be back right. working for at jo- Pizza for Hut. work, for jobs, right? Right. For so, the job. So these people may not even deal you know it's it, it's it's great. You know the 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 altruism of, of humanity in, in in times of of need, but what annoys me and what you know is not a, obviously not a uniquely American thing, is the fact that people who don't need it tend to get more. I think yeah, that's not uniquely American necessarily, no, but no. in America it has a distinctly there's a distinct sort of flavor to it, right? Like. Um, Nobody wants your city to be hit by a hurricane. Nobody wants your city to be damaged by a flood. Nobody nope. wants your city devastated by a fire or an earthquake or any of that. A natural right? disaster, right. But, but generally, what tends to happen when we talk about these things is people forget that when, when the shit comes down, right, when, when, when Mother Nature decides that it's about <laughs> to crap all over your city, it is the most vulnerable in your city mm-hmm. who is going to take it the hardest, right? right? So as stories start to get written about Whatever this situation is, and that's be it Katrina, be it uh, Harvey, be it uh, the hur- hurricane that hit like Irma. New Jersey, New York. No, yeah. no, no, I'm coming years ago. Like, you know, where Chris Christie came out looking like a hero for five minutes. <laughs> for five right? minutes, right. right. That dude came out looking like a fucking hero. Like, when this happens, as stories start to get written, people like, like the media, and I, I'm not one to normally shit on the media, but it is the job of the media to tell a story. Tell a story, right. And when the media starts telling stories sometimes, they start going to like, central casting. Right, they ain't looking at like what's actually happening and where the shit's worse and what you need to know about. Yeah. Because the media's job is to make you sad enough to tune in to see more. Right, it is not the media's job necessarily to sell a thing, although things do get sold. Yeah. They must make you sad enough to come back, but not so sad as you don't come back. Right. right? So if you start in all these disasters, when you start seeing like the 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 truth on the ground, such as it is, right. The, the the how fucked up that can be when you, if you if you do that right, ain't nobody watching tomorrow. Nobody night. watching right. right. But if you if the face of the 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 horror of Harvey is a middle class face, then people watching in Chicago, people watching in Seattle, people watching in Toronto say to themselves, "How can I help?" <laughs> but if the face of when the face of that thing becomes, oh shit, <laughs> the hood is underwater. The hood is a underwater. lot of times cats go, "What's on next?" Right? You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much, man. The, look, the, the, the news and the internet are full of what's going on in the hood. Yeah. That cause people to turn away every day. A hurricane will not change that. Right. In Chicago, people are turning off their TVs and are, are, are basically inured to what the hell is happening on the west side yeah, and the south side in some places every damn night. But it's not happening to that level right. in Ravenswood, in Chicago. Ravenswood, it's not right. happening to that level in Lincoln Park in Chicago. It's not happening to that level in Arlington Heights in Chicago. It's not happening to that level in, 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 in Evergreen Park, right? right? Like, all of the communities I just named are touched by something going on in the, in, in the areas where the shit's the hardest, right? Right. Right. But if you, you, you've hit them with it so much, you, you've, you've shown them, man, shit's hard in this town in some places. Mm-hmm. Those cats just go, oh, shit. Mike and Molly are on in a half hour, and just they just go chill out for a minute, it's right? Real. But if you if you no, say to them, the, ice cream in the freezer, right? But if you say to them, "Hey, yo," so in Lincoln Square, a dude just got shot, and yeah. people go, oh, "Shit, Lincoln Square!" If in Lincoln Square, a guy at a perfume store just chased down some woman, he's about to sexually assault her when he's talking about shopping for his girlfriend. That dude's face is all over the damn news, and I, somebody in my Facebook feed was like, "That guy is my cousin's baby daddy." 
Like that shit got real real for a minute. It was like, whoa, word? Like, yeah, they keep like coming to my building looking for this motherfucker. Like I like when I saw that, I was like, I don't even I don't know that person. Right. And I don't know the person that they're looking for. Right. But suddenly that Lincoln Square <laughs> shit was like, my man, my man Chris was like, that's across the street from me. That's three degrees separation. That's and I two, was like, right. oh shit. Well, let's pay attention to this situation right here, right? Because we get, we do, we get kind of like, we get blocked off we get when blocked it's off, too real. We get blocked off, but also, you know, because we're segregated, yep. you're, people who live in Logan Square deal with the people in Logan Square. Yep. They did, you know, they've gone through Lincoln, they long, they've gone through Lincoln Square, they've gone through Lincoln Park, like, oh, okay. They're like, ah, I know somebody in Hyde Park, but, eh. Where is that in, re- you know, in, in relation, in relation to, to my situation? Right. right, right. So because of that, you don't get that that thing where you don't get that involvement and you don't get that, you know, that urge to, I'm going to turn now. I got Oreos and yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'll tune back in for the, the comic stylings of Mike and Molly. So the, the, the response to Harvey, I'm going to call the response to Harvey fucked up because what, what Harvey was about was like, a thing that to me, like, uh, I heard the last time, like, one, I was in Houston when I was a kid, right? And we went and visited once in the 80s, and, and, and a hurricane happened even then. I don't know what the hell hurricane it was. Like, there was right. no internet. Like, I mean, we could find <laughs> out what, what hurricane hit Houston in 1981. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But, like, a hurricane did. And the situation is such that, like, you get all like, oh, my God, an American city that is not directly on the coast can be hit with a hurricane? How can this be possible? And... You start looking at that devastation, and the minute they started talking about Houston's makeup in terms of, like, its infrastructure helps it be fucked up and flooded, right? Right. Then that's, that's, that is the point at which I just started noticing a number of people kind of glossing right the hell over this thing, right? <laughs> when, when Katrina happened, I had people telling me, man, do you not – like, I honestly – as Katrina was approaching New Orleans, I was not horribly aware at that time in my life of what the... I've never been to New Orleans. Oh. I had relatives who go down there for Mardi Gras, but that was really my own <laughs> damn much it. I saw it on TV every so often. I wasn't all that, like, like kind of, like, culturally connected to the shit. And, <laughs> and a friend of mine was like, it's going to be wiped from the map. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> well, how? From a hurricane? Like, I was thinking, a hurricane? How do hurricanes wipe American cities from the map, right? Then I started looking at, like... That's a fucked up design for a city, right? Well, that, the, the minute that stuff started to get talked about with Houston, I started noticing, like, man, people don't really want to, they don't want to talk about that for some reason, right? Like, discussing how your cities and how our cities are built and designed and put together and how they're maintained and, and, and how going forward, how they expand. Right, right. This is literally one of the most interesting things you can ever talk about for a city. For any city. Like, you need to know that the people who run your town don't want green spaces. Not because they're anti-tree, but somehow they've become pro-parking lot. Like, that is a thing that you ought to know could be a problem for you in the case of water. <laughs> it's one of those fucked up things, you know? And, like, 40 years go by and got cats living in a place just aren't realizing that they're basically sitting inside of a bowl waiting for water to fill it up, you know? Like, it's just not a, that's not a thing you normally have to talk about for your city. But, I mean, I, I bet somebody in Houston is like, Urban plan, urban plan, and genius that no one's been listening to. Well, yeah, you know they've that, always that's everybody's kind of, those. That's kind of been coming out, and the, but the difference between New Orleans and Houston, because what's kind of fucked up is the people who left Katrina, yeah, went to Houston, yeah. Oh shit, it was a lot of that. And here's, here's yep, Hurricane yep. again. There really was a lot of that, which is real fucked up. 
um, which is two which is two doses of shit you right. no one should ever have to deal with. But the there were people saying New Orleans should be left to die. New I do remember that because it's underwater because it's like three. It, why save it? Because there was a lot of why save it. It's like it, it's average is like two like two feet below sea level. Right. So we should let it go. We shouldn't have built it there in the first place. We should let it go. Right. Houston is fifteen feet right above sea level. Right. But it also houses pretty much something like forty percent of like the energy that's being that's being processed comes out of Houston. There was a lot of discussion about what what kind of a hassle it would be to <laughs> shut down those pumps and how the gas prices would go up. And as I'm hearing the gas price conversation, I was thinking to myself, man, we are really concerned about putting gas in our fucking SUVs. <laughs> we are not going to be concerned about how the hell to get people like to not fucking drown. Like, do we America should never see more images of people sitting on rooftops. Should be done. You know, like we should be we really should be done we with should that. Be done. After Katrina, a whole lot of cities should have been like, well, Let's go and make some parks. You know? You know, let's well, replant some go, trees. Let's go, let's go figure out some levees. Let's go figure some dams. You know, let's, I don't know, let's, let's, let's do some sluices. Let's not expand subdivisions. Let's, yeah, let's, let's not expand sluices. subdivisions, which are haphazard, which A, are, hap, are haphazardly done. Yep. B, take away from all the, the natural protections of this shit. And C, our, the infrastructure is not ready for it. Yep. You have three new in, in the area where my sister lives. There, they built two subdivisions of like eighty houses each. Yep. They all feed into a four-lane street. Okay. Two lanes one way, two lanes back. Okay. <laughs> because no one went. Oh, we're building more subdivisions. Yeah. There are more people. Yeah. Let's widen the highway. Right. No one thinks. Or of let's that. figure out other ways to get people around here. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. They fight mass transit. They fight it every time. Yeah, mass transit is about like it's like ten mile thing, and people it's like the little light rail thing. Yeah, but people don't think it's as fast as it actually is. Right, so they keep getting hit by it. I was in uh, Seattle some years back when the monorail was shut down because it was a fire. <laughs> monorail, monorail. Uh, it was shut down because of fire, and uh, there was a discussion about like building more stops. The monorail only stopped; it had to it hit the space needle. And it hit some other spot like a couple miles away, like a mall or something like that. But it didn't stop at any of the downtown areas in between. And there was some distance where, yeah. like, I mean, when my wife and I were in Seattle, we walked everywhere because there was something to see on every damn block. There was yeah. some place to shop, some place like to Seattle. eat, some place to kick it, you yeah. know. I like Seattle. Everywhere. It was like, it, it was a monorail with multiple stops in that area would have been like having the hell be above ground from Roosevelt Road all the way to Clark and Division. It would have been like that. Like, there's below ground for a good chunk of that. But what if it were above ground, right? Like, where you can actually see your city and your skyline as you're going through as you're going. That'd be pretty dope, right? That would be so dope So it's kind of like that. And people were convinced, business owners were convinced to vote against it, if I recall, because they were told that if you put more stops in, then shoppers would be able to easily you bypass your, your location to get to someplace else that they voted against it. Like, convincing people to vote against their best interest is apparently not all that hard no, not in America. And we've been doing it for, like, fucking 400 years. So, like, it, it's one of those things that still sometimes that like, kind of surprises me. Like, damn it. Like, you've, you've got now situations that are only going to get worse. Right. You know? You are not out of the woods with hurricanes like Irene, hurricanes like Harvey. You are yeah. not there anymore. You are now at the point where if you live in a coastal city, you learn to swim. We're kind of there. Right, you you invest but, in but, but climate change is uh, climate change is a hoax perpetuated. You don't have liberals. to believe in climate change, but climate change believes in you. <laughs> you know, it's still oh, coming for your crib. 
coming for it. It's coming for it, right? The tooth, <laughs> fairy, the tooth fairy is coming for your crib. It is not looking for quarters. It's looking for big-ass checks that cost you your whole fucking house. That is what the tooth fairy is doing now. Santa Claus may be a myth, but it's going to come down your fucking chimney and remove the chimney brick by brick every damn inch it comes down. <laughs> Big fat storm Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to leave you things under your un- in your stocking <laughs> you don't fucking want. <laughs> your stocking's underwater. Bro. Right. That water is what is happening. Sto- Waterlogged stocking. All of this is this is if you're in coastal you're in the coastal United States <laughs> and you've learned you've not been paying attention. Stop believing. Stop believing that like oh well that's just Gulfport Mississippi or that's just New Orleans. Those things happen. Woo. We man we rose above. I, I kind of. I see these hashtags that are like Boston strong and like yeah, that, you know like 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 right the, irritated the, me the various hashtags of yeah. something some city strong you know yeah and it's like you you can be something strong if you're gonna stay strong you don't don't be strong just when you decide not to be racist because a brother gonna come over and like help you fill a sandbag like stay strong right and fix your shit because <clears throat> the hard work is coming yeah. right it's it's there's going to be more of this. And if it's not going to be more of it for you in the next two years, that's great. But, you know, 15 years from now, your fucking kid is going to have to live up on a mountain, right? Because, like, or in, like the Midwest, somewhere. the house he grew up in won't exist anymore. And people, like, I, I, I think we don't I, don't, I don't know if I really help it when I say, like, your house you lived in won't exist. That's the part of the shit that people don't, like, think is really going to apply to them. You know, how will it not exist anymore? Well, it, you're kind of seeing where... We have to change how we do things, or, and, and we got to, like, we can't reverse climate change now, right. but we can make our shit more robust and, and, and use some of yeah. this against the, be, the, and, these storms yeah, and be more, to save ourselves. Yeah, more, be, be more prepared. The thing is, though, yeah. is that what's uniquely American is the ability to look past that because I can make a dollar. I just realized something. I have a friend whose job it is to get communities ready disaster preparedness-wise. I'm going to bring her in as a guest. Let me see if I can get her here in a month or so. She lives in the neighborhood. She'd be awesome. You guys, you hear from this friend of mine, you're going to be like, oh, shit. The, the rope ladder and that bucket of water that I'm saving, that's not enough. You know? Particularly if you live in places that might get a tornado. Illinois. You know? Just saying. Yeah. What else, All right. man? All right, let's get on some geek shit. All right. Let's get on some nerd shit. Let's get on some nerd shit. Um, you know, let's, get, let's go right to the comics, though. All right, cool. So... Um, I'm in the, the, my, my kind of stuff I like zone. There's some comics that have come out recently that I really liked and I thought were really cool. And the first one is Mr. Miracle by DC Comics, which is um, in this zone right here. I didn't. I, they're, they're different on my easel than they are on my screen, but that's like because I really wanted to keep Gail Simone's crossway in like front and center. So here we go. <laughs> there, Mr. Miracle. Kind of angle it like that. that. Bam! Look at that shit. It looks right. Right there. Mr. Miracle, DC Comics. Mr. Miracle is a new god. He is the, the god of escaping things, basically. And his situation is that he has found himself, like, kind of having a little bit of PTSD, right, in, in, his, in, in his life, where he has gone through so much dark shit that he's ready to just check out. But what he's learned is you can't just check out because when you're the god of escape, death can't hold you. Right? So dude's like majorly depressed and he's like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Darkseid's going to come back someday. I don't want to deal with any more of this new god versus Darkseid shit. I don't want to be a superhero in this world. I'm tired of just being the world's greatest escape artist. I'm done. I'm checking out. And he can't. 
And it is an existentialist nightmare, Mr. Miracle, and it's fantastic. And it's written by Tom King, and it's drawn by Mitch Gerards, who, they, who are doing such a damn good job. It is one of my favorite damn books on the market. My actual favorite book currently on shelves right now is Crosswind by Gail Simone. It is, my elevator pitch is, it is a soccer mom and a hitman exchange bodies, like Freaky Friday style, and have to do each other's jobs to survive, and it's fire. This comic I've literally given to people for free, and they've come back within a couple of days. And free. I've given them for, I've given away for free, and they've come back and bought issues two and three immediately. Right? It's that hot. It's fire. This is the best book going on right now. The, it, now, it's not, neither of these are out in trade, so... If you're trade waiting, you're trade waiting, but don't trade wait. Read these, all right? High Five Fight Club is the story of a record club, a record store that is uh, staffed by some folks, mostly girls, who uh, essentially are while they're they're doing their own like thing, like you know Chicago's Reckless Records here, or these are the famous record stores like Wax Tracks back in the day. It's kind of, it kind of feels a little bit like that. Like it's a cool record shop that people in the town in this comic really kind of dig. The kids who like are into music and, and indie shit. They go here, right? But what they don't know is there's a fight club, fight club, down in the fucking basement, and it's an all-girl fight club in the basement, and it's cool. There. And it's cute as shit. Okay. It is both cute and dope and cool. So there, read that shit. Okay. Met Cadet U by Boom Studios is kind of like a classic, like, 1980s, 1970s, kind of boy and his giant robot story, (laughs) in which, like, years ago, giant robots from outer space came to Earth and, like, picked humans to, like, pilot them or whatever. And so the Earth kind of, like, uh, developed a program to, uh, like, train pilots up for when more robots came. And robots come every year and pick a pilot again. So it's like, you know, the, the humans are sort of like... Uh, the humans are being trained to pilot these robots because something else, like aliens, some other evil thing is coming from space, and we got to be ready. Be so ready. there's... A, any, a, a wave of robots show up, and they need a wave of pilots. Okay. But this kid... Uh, is like he's on a janitorial staff and he finds a damaged robot, right? That was meant for someone else and he ends up being its pilot and hijinks ensue. Like greatest American hero style. It's, it's a pretty great. I like it. And Lazaretto, which is uh, a story about some, some kids who end up in college, but a pandemic hits and starts like killing people. Termin the zombies, whatever the hell, but it's really cool. Like, it's, it's one of those things where you just show up and you're trying to figure out how you can get from your English class to your music class, and, you know, you, your, your dorm becomes, like, a safe zone because outside your dorm is, like, a Danny Boyle movie, you know? Like, and you don't need that, right? Like, that kind of Nobody thing. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. And I like it a lot, and it's cool. Like, the cover, I'm just going to get that real close. The cover looks like that, but the interiors kind of look like something that Jeff Lemire might draw. So it's not the cover won't look like this per se, but for indie comics, it is kind of a cool vibe. And some of, a lot of this is from Boom Studios. Like um, I've got Met Cadet from Boom Studios and Lazaretto's from Boom Studios. I think High Five Fight Club is also Boom. Yeah, that's from Boom. And um, Image it did, does Crosswind and Mr. Miracle is DC. And I've also got over here a Marvel trade paperback. That a lot of cats might have slept on when it was in individual issues. If you I actually like, bought that, yeah, I actually cool. Bought, right. I actually bought individuals. The the uh, the if you if you're into like we, legacy we characters, and I'm I'm kind of into legacy characters. Champions, the trade is out right now. So if you want to run out and grab yourself a trade paperback of like something that you might have slept on a little bit, it is um, Amadeus Cho as the all um, totally awesome. Totally Hulk. Awesome. It is uh, the Vision's mm-hmm. daughter. 
Um, it is it is Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan. It is Miles Morales as a Spider Man. It's the the more recent Nova. Nova. It's teenage from, teenager from the past Cyclops. Like and other characters show up too who are also kind of like next gen kind of like legacy characters. And I'm kind of cool with like Marvel doing it. Um, I, it's written by Mark Wade who can do some really interesting stories and stuff. I just I don't always think that Mark Wade makes the most interesting villains, but I'm kind of glad that this story happened because Marvel is also very good at denying that A, it has a multiverse, and B, it has legacy, but now it can't get away from it because it's literally made events now for the last three years based on both multiverses and legacy. So, like, if you if you wanna if you're looking for something with like a next generation batch of characters, when we know that Marvel's mainline guys are all coming back, then like. Check out Champions. It is now in trade paperback. It's got collects like the first five or six issues. One through five. five. One through yeah. five. There you go. That's for comics. All right. So Let's roll up to hockey's back. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, yeah, Nick Fury is hot. Oh yeah, you I, got I, comic shit. So I enjoy Nick Fury. Nick Fury and Black Bolt. Um, and Black Bolt. Um, just having a story of, it's really no frills. It's just it 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 drops Black Bolt like a character I didn't know a ton about. Except the fact he couldn't talk because he blows shit away. Right. Um, where he has no powers. Like, what is Black Bolt? What is? He has know, lots of powers. Yes. Yeah. Well, he has lots of power that can be used in different ways. Right. Yeah. But then, but he wakes up. He's in a prison that he's not supposed to be in, right. and he doesn't have his, his powers. Aren't there? Like, right. He can't yell, and people and things shatter. Right. So what does the king? You know, and he's a king. He's used to being royalty. He's used to being dealt with. He used to deal with people. Right. Now he has to deal with something without his powers. What does he do? How can he do it? Right. And he finds this kind of weird, like, not off the beaten path kind of uh, confederates. Uh, the Absorbing Man and Scroll and, like, all these people yeah. just, like, randomly, like, and they help each other try to get out, break out this prison. It's a good, I enjoy it. Um, the art's really good. Um, it's one of those things where you can do a ton with color. Yeah. Um, and on artistic, artistically, it's great. Um, the Nick Fury is some shit. Um, it's the son of Nick. It's the son of the son of Nick Fury, which I hate. <laughs> I go on record. <laughs> well, oh, how they got to this? How they got to this dude? How they got to Black Nick Fury in the Marvel Universe is kind of dumb, <laughs> and I'm not over it. <laughs> Hater. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yo. But anyway. Anyway, Son of Nick Fury does his thing. The layout, this is really new ground. In Welcome Jeff O'Connor. That's my bass player and D&D buddy. Right. Jeff O'Connor is one of the best damn bass players I've never got to play with. I wish I could have played in the band with Jeff O'Connor. It would have been amazing. That dude's fucking good. He had to move to Connecticut. He should move back. Well, he should tell his wife to get a job in Chicago again. Then he can move back. Work on that, Jeff. Yeah, work on Jeff is fucking, he's a monster. Yeah. He looks like a wizard. But he's a monster. Okay. All right, continue. I mean, I can, you can be both. <laughs> monster wizard, yes. <laughs> he looks like Jordan Rudis for you prog rock nerds. <laughs> but he plays bass. <laughs> so um, Nick Fury is, you know, someone who, who wants to do... Yep. Um, for wants to do comics and everything, Nick Fury is one of those things you can look at and just go, you know, this is breaking rules. It's a, a lot of color, a lot of different layouts, and and really, I think, does a ton with what's admittedly pretty shaky story. Like, 
there's no backstory told. There's no like because so you don't so you don't know the, there's different books I, in which the backstory. Yes, gets told I know in, the backstory. Right. That I don't know that people. I didn't right. find them that good. So reading them would just make you angry. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact sometimes that, you go to Wikipedia for the backstory. Don't read them comics. <laughs> but the fact that at the beginning of the book he gets dropped into a situation, by the end of the book he's out of the situation yeah. with very little foreshadowing as to a how he got foreshadowing as to what's coming next and how in the hell he got there. But the issues themselves are really well done. Yep. Um, visually stunning. Visually stunning. Like it's just it's awesome to look at. And for somebody who wants to read them, somebody somebody who wants to read comics, someone's interested in comics as a form. Um, that may be not a place where it goes. It's a potential place where things can go. So there's a lot of inspiration right there. I really, really, really enjoyed that. If you are, what I'll say about it is, if you are a potential comic book artist or a um, or a uh, designer Des- yeah. in the comics, and you want to know sort of like how to make comics visually more interesting. Then just when, panels when by you, panels. Right, panels. When, when you yourself might be somewhat, let's, let's just say you yourself might be, uh, artistically challenged in terms of like anatomy of superhero dudes or something like that, then sometimes while you're working that out, consider for a moment that comics has a rich history in Kat's understanding that a page itself is a design problem that can be expertly and awesomely overcome, right? Like, if you, if you like, if you ever look at the work of like Will Eisner or Windsor McKay or like guys like uh, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Kaluta and these dudes, they were able to design a page. The page was designed before any figures went on it, right? And when you look at Nick Fury, it's from that school. Nick Fury is a beautiful looking book, even if you aren't reading any of the words in it. Yeah. Like it is the flow of the, flow the way this, this comic is laid out from, from the perspective and the letter forms used all of it. This book should have gotten an award. I don't know. If, I don't think it did, but it should have gotten an award just for the fact that Marvel Comics was able to put out a book that is beautiful on multiple levels, even if it is not Marvel's best book going right, right now. Right. If more work goes into that comic, then when when people tell me they want to like make their pages interesting, I I pull out that's, a number of cats right. who who have made it, who have done it this way for decades, and I say that there, here's a guy doing it in modern times right now, right? Who when 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 uh, uh, Jonathan Hickman, who is a writer who works for, who's done a lot of creator own stuff for um, Image, and he's worked from he worked for Marvel for several years and did like probably one of the most interesting Fantastic Four runs since John Byrne's Fantastic Four in the eighties. This guy, when he came up doing comics, he was a graphic designer who basically brought all that graphic design sense to his comics. But he eventually met you know other artists who who could draw the comics and tell a story in a really great like a traditional way, but. To, he, at first, he was tackling it from a design perspective, not from a comic book storytelling yeah. kind of aspect, right? Yeah. Stories got told, but you realize that he, he used kind of like the same 15 images, just in different, he just juxtaposed them differently. You know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the way that Nick Fury is laid out is very much in the idea of what, what Steranko, Jim Steranko was doing when he was doing that comic back in the day, which is what put Nick Fury on the map. So if you, if you haven't checked it out and you're, you're thinking, oh, I just don't care about Nick Fury or oh, I don't just care about black Nick Fury, whatever. But if you care about like design and layout and perspective and just gorgeous colors, check that book out. It's, it's beating somebody's ass out there. I'm with it. So, yeah. So yeah, Troy nice. been reading this shit. I've been reading that shit. What else you got? Um, yeah, hockey's back. Happy hockey's about back. that. I'm happy about that. Um, however, it's in the mid '80s. It's gonna be in the mid '80s this uh, this week. So you hockey being back. Hockey being back right now. 
just you know, it's hockey preseason, so I haven't begun to hate it yet. No, oh yeah. Whenever the actual regular season starts, I will give it a month, and then I'll start hating hard on it. That's what you do. Well, because it's hockey fans. It's not hockey. The game, I don't care if they skate and hit a puck someplace. It's the fans. It's Blackhawk fans. Yes. Let's call it what it Correct. is. Correct. <laughs> Blackhawk fans ruin everything. Yeah. So, at about a month in, I'll be waiting for them to begin ruining it. And they, won't, they won't actually fully ruin it until, like, February. January, February is when they're actually going to ruin it. Approaching the All-Star break is what they're going to ruin. I mean, thing is, in preseason, because you have roster spots, you have the salary cap, you're trying to pick up people and dump people, and who's going to the minor leagues, who's coming up, that kind of thing. The Blackhawks are actually at a weird place because they don't have roster spots for how many people they want to have. Which is oftentimes that's a sign of a team that's actually in good shape. That's, you know what is, I mean? Like you, your team that, is, is built so well. Right. Thing yeah. is, though, they have to let them go. Yeah. So is that – one thing about and hockey, baseball which is, so is out of options. Yes. Yeah, One yeah. thing what, what so was, happens in baseball happens in hockey too, where you may get rid of a dude, three years later he's back. Yeah. You know, in the Blackhawks case, you have Patrick Sharp, who was like, "Okay, bye, love you guys, bye." And then well, he wouldn't love you guys, bye. He was, "I don't want to go. Please don't. I shouldn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to put but, my." But I love and then, you. Well, he's back. But I love you, and yeah. But now he's back. Yep. Um, thing is, though, is that you know and. You know, dealing with the, the Marion Hosa thing and the fact that Marion Hosa is on the roster, but he Takes can't spot, play. Right. Yep. So there's that. So um, they're still saying that um, Pittsburgh, who I hate, um, will repeat as champions, something no, no one's done since, 90, the, since the 90s. Repeating in any of these sports is actually kind of difficult. It's very difficult. Um, but they're favoring the Penguins to win again, uh, which is horrible. And, and they're thinking that someone else is going to come off the West, uh, which is highly likely. Uh, Nashville may not be able to replicate uh, the success from last year. So all these stories and people, uh, a ton of people moved around. You got rookies coming in. You got prospects. You got all this stuff. So it's a new season. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. I'm feeling good. We're at the Nina Simone. We kind of have to tell you guys that like hockey's a thing because hockey is Troy's sport. Hockey's Troy's sport, like pro wrestling and baseball are my sports. So I will I give Troy that. And then I'm glad. Thank somewhere you. along the way, I know that you start hating. Then you start hating on it. I will start hating. I'm, I'm not I, at hate yet. But, I, but then I have I to come be, back with it. But that's, I cannot annually. I cannot perennially hate. Yes. My hate does go on a shelf and it regenerates itself. <laughs> you know, it's like when you got to dig up your tulip buds and shit, right? And you got to put them shits in your freezer. I got to do that with my hockey hate. You know, I got to put it away. Your hockey hate is a healing factor. It is. It, it, it's got to chill for a minute. It ain't like hockey news has happened. I'm kind of like, you know, I saw Eddie O. Or no, it wasn't Eddie. It was Dennis Savard was on the news the other day for like stuff because you know it's, the season's coming up. Right. He was outside of like a, a, a United Center on a WGM Morning News on Saturday, and he was like shooting the puck and he was promoting this thing or whatever. And I was like, you know, honestly, I kind of be okay if Dennis Savard was just in the in the parking lot shooting the puck by himself for like four fucking hours eating hot dogs, right? That's how I think like hockey should promote itself. You should get one dude who's like an old star of yours. Right, have them just come by and eat burgers and like play games in the parking lot for a while and shit to promote hockey because we don't all live in Canada. It, it ain't it ain't a hundred below in July. But true, but remember this: the city also thinks the United Center is too far west. White people. All right, so um, we're moving on now. All right, let's move it on. That's, That's cool. some. That's cool. Dumb shit right yeah, there. That's where, where I know who thinks the, yeah. the United Center is too far west. Y'all ain't getting that past me. Yeah. We know who you are. 
<laughs> too far west, the United Center? Right. Okay, DePaul University had fucking basketball games out at the Rosemont Horizon slash Allstate Arena but that was for like 20 birds. fucking years. <laughs> That was the suburbs. That was by O'Hare. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. And the Wolves are still playing out there. Wait, and next year, get... Northwestern basketball. Right. And where was where were they trying to get? They were trying to get. Uh, they were trying to get the White Sox to go to Arlington Heights. And sure, Rosemont and I think Arlington Heights hold, held their hands out for the Cubs. Like, come on out here. Sure. Okay, United said it too far west. I got your too far west swinging. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's go with the. Let's see where else we going. Let's uh. Um, gaming. Let's do my gaming let's thing. Let's do the gaming thing. Let's go. All right. So um, it is no secret that I largely no play secret. one video game. <laughs> I might be playing two. Like, I just, I, I just, I heard of a game recently, today. Today. <laughs> I didn't hear of it, but I heard of a new version of it and <laughs> saw some gameplay that looked really fucking awesome. So I play Skyrim a lot. I play it all the time. Um, at, at a birthday party of mine, I actually brought my Xbox One to the party and let cats just start Skyrim at like level one and just like go wild with all my crazy ass mods and weird things happen. It was overpowered, crazy modded Skyrim and we went from like level like one to like 25 in like one day. It was hilarious. It was ridiculous. Like, and then like me, the, the, the guy who plays a video game and is role playing with myself, right? I'm playing a, damn, uh, playing a game later and I'm like, how come I can't find this NPC? Is because Ian, the twelve-year-old, fucking murdered the NPC four hours ago, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, does somebody create a mod that can like resurrect people you've murdered? Because I need this NPC so I can marry them. Damn it, this is messing my whole situation up, yeah. right? Like it's Skyrim, you can marry, you can marry characters, and and then you can adopt kids and okay. build houses. I love building houses in Skyrim. Anyway, okay. Anyway, I, I love Skyrim. Skyrim's my joint. But I did see, I did see uh, gameplay. And Troy was talking to me earlier about Gears of War 4, which he plays. Which I and play I kind of really kind of was feeling that a little bit. I was watching Gears of War 4 <laughs> and thinking, that looks like fun. The only problem is, I, I was a long time now. It's not like I came to video games and I, I just never did video games and discovered Skyrim and loved it. I played many video games and some of them I got really addicted to and was really into. I played WoW for I don't know how long. Like, I was a WoW player, hardcore, for many yeah. years. Yes. And... There are some elements of WoW that I wish I could still have in gameplay, but there's some things I wish I didn't, like 12-year-old racists on the internet. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like, so Troy was telling me that in this one mode that he was playing, it was what I was watching, it was like, you know, you're playing with your homies and you all go and join the game and now you're just defending the tower, like, or whatever the hell, and the, the scenes change, the settings change, and it looked incredible, and it just, it seemed like it was a lot of fun when you're playing with people that you know. I don't want to do this with random randos on the internet. I'm not into no. that. Only because I just don't want to be at 2 in the morning and get into a shouting match with some moron in Montana, right? And I don't, I'm not one of these dudes who cares what people think of me and the way that I play a game. Because I am always role playing with myself, so I am never playing the game the way you think I ought to play the game. <laughs> I am playing my character the way I think I ought to play my character, no matter what the hell you think my character should be doing to save your ass, right? Never ask my 65th level shadow priest to heal you. I don't do that, man. I spread pestilence. You know what I mean? I just don't know how, you know, you know, I don't know how to heal you. you know I, I got nothing in here. I'm, I'm, I'm not spec holy, baby. I, right. I don't heal, I kill. <laughs> I don't heal, I kill. <laughs> it's what I do. But, but that gives the word joint. It was looking kind of hot. So if I find it for the right price, I might try it. But what, I'm talking, what I want to talk to y'all about is if you're still playing Skyrim, 
Which some of you are. Which some of you are, because I know I got a legion of fans out there who still dig the damn game. If you're still playing Skyrim, check out, if you're, if you're doing mods, and I'm on the Xbox One, so my favorite new mod, my god, I love it, is called Increased Follower Limit, which ups your follower limit from 1 to 100. That's what it does. Now, works best, really works only, if you don't have any followers when you load it. So if you've already got a follower, you're going to have to dismiss that follower, load increase follower limit, and then load it again. If you have a follower and you've dismissed that person, they got a whole bunch of your shit, you better hope they still got it when you go to ask them to be a follower again. But I am only using it with the character that was created at my party back in like August. So I got this brother, I'm rolling like a red guard brother, you know, and he just kind of got a horse and he's just kicking it. And every time I help somebody, I check to see if they can be a follower. Now I'm rolling like fucking six deep. With like an army, like I'm, I'm trying to get to some place to do a quest and shit, and I turn around and look for any of my peeps, and they all fighting crabs on the side, or like wolves or giants. They attacking anything anywhere near. It's like I'm bringing a wave of doom, and it's awesome, right? And then like now I'm building a house, you know, I'm building a house someplace, and I'm, 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 I'm I need a steward so that guy can go by. Like there's a lot of things you can do when you build a house that you can do yourself. There's a lot of supplies that are already there, but there's wood that you need logs, right? In Skyrim and. The logs you can get if you go to a place where they, you know, they cut the logs, you can buy them there directly. Or if you have a steward for your property, he goes and buys the logs for you. You just wait an hour or whatever the hell dude's back. You got logs, you can buy your damn logs. I don't want to give up any of the people I currently have to make them the steward. So it's like I got to find someone else now to save, to help out, to see if they want to be the steward because I'm not attached to them at all. And you know you're attached when you're making magic weapons and shit and giving it to the followers. Yeah, dude. It's great. I love it. It is, I now feel like I got like a D&D army trailing me when I go into dungeons or whatever the hell it is I'm doing. And some places you go into, you don't realize some of these NPCs are kind of by, own, by Skyrim weird mechanics and, 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 and code and storyline. They're attached to some other places that you'll wander into you didn't realize. So you'll lose followers from time to time somewhere. Like I went into the Bard's College and I had this wizard chick that was one of my followers. And I come out of the Bard's College to go do a mission and this chick is gone. Why? Because she's still inside talking to Bards. And I got to go back there like, dude, you done yet? Come on now. We got dragons to kill. What? Damn. You know? Like, it, it's awesome. This is my new favorite mod. Yeah, I, like, I want 20 damn followers. That was like straight pimping. I just, I, I just want you to understand that. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I see this game when I'm playing it. Lisa, my wife, she'll be like, she'll be in the other room and she'll hear me yelling like, come on now, what y'all do? Come, no, 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 we ain't doing that. And she'll walk in and go, are they fighting each other? And I'd be like, yeah, they fight each other. But I have a mod loaded. My second favorite mod is called NPC Control, I think. And what it does, what it allows me to do is, it allows you to reset the mortality rate for your followers so that you can you can set them to like whatever the middle status is where they only die if you kill them or you can set them to essentially so they never die or you can set them to anyone can kill them and then followers drop off like flies. I only suggest that if some 12 year old at a birthday party didn't already murder half the people in the country. Right? So if no one's been murked, then go ahead and set it to I can get another follower anytime I want if you feel that confident about this shit. I don't. So I set everybody to essential so that even I can't kill them because sometimes I'm going to fire an arrow into a group of eight people hoping I hit a fucking undead creature. You know? I might do that sometimes, like every night. I might just shoot like them. Every you know? I might tell, I did it last night and was like, oh shit, how did I have that set? But the better part of the NPC control thing, there's a, there's a mod that's similar to it that determines how your followers react to you. One of them is how they get out of your way. 
Now, if you played Skyrim, you know damn well that one of the most annoying damn things about any follower you have in Skyrim is trying to get through a door with them standing in front of you. They stand there like, what? What in the hell? What you trying to do? You trying to get past me, dog? Why would you want to go past me? Turn around. Turn around. That dude might have some gold on him. Oh, you already checked him. He ain't got no gold. Oh, you want me to get out your way? All right, let me do that then. No. This thing allows you to set how they get out of your way. They will, you can set it to drop to the ground. You can set it to you shove them out of the way. Or what I do, and it's great that I do it. I did not realize this would be a thing, and it totally worked out. They teleport behind you. They, put, they turn to like a wisp of green smoke, and they teleport behind you. So sometimes, when you're having a big-ass fight with your eight followers and shit, your, your little mini-army, when you're doing that, one of them will cast a spell at the, the trolls you're fighting, and it'll be a fireball. If you get hit by the fireball, your bottom bitch, like the, the first, the first <laughs> follower you have is going to get mad as shit, right? She's going to be like, what in the hell did you just do? And start attacking the other followers because they hurt you. Hurt you. Yes. Even though you're like 30th level and shit, you weren't hurt by that fireball. But she going hard like, right? Like, like she like your one cousin that was ready to throw hands at the, at the playground. <laughs> any reason. Right? For any reason whatsoever. Like, you can't, you can't bring that cousin to the playground because that one dude on the monkey bars don't know how to act. And this cousin going to come off the teeter-totter with a Randy Macho Man Savage elbow. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, it's on. Right? So, to stop the fight, because my wife would walk in and be like, oh. Why are they fighting again? And what I learned is if you start walking towards them, they teleport behind you and that breaks the fight up. If you're playing an Imperial, you can use the voice of the Emperor, which calms everybody down, right? It just ends that shit. But if you're playing a brother, they ain't listening to you. <laughs> you gotta make them teleport. <laughs> I learned this somehow. And I love this game. Skyrim, still best game ever made. Best ever. But I'm gonna, ever, ever. But I'm going to tell you what's coming from the crown, though. Tell you what's right. coming for the crown. Right. Shadow War, right. still coming for it. Still coming for it because you can have Is that a, that Mordor shit? That's that Mordor shit. All right. You can have an orc army. Okay. All your orcs have different ca you know, capabilities, weaknesses, strengths. Some people have fire weapons. Some people don't like being poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Some people are angry because you're running around. Like, I see you running. Yeah. I see you just running around. You can just be running around them. Yeah. And they get angry. And they get enraged. And with in the words in the words of perennial should go away anytime any team is damn near undefeated by the time you get to the Super Bowl Mercury Morris or the Miami Dolphins. Don't call me when you in my town. Call me when you on my block. Right? If you coming for the crown, I don't want to hear from you till you down the street. Till you down. <laughs> so think you sending death I mean you can send death threats. <laughs> Like this is, it's like Hood Mordor. Like this is so great. This is like this is so great. You get, and like you, so you fighting, and there's a thing called Last Chance where they got your health down, and somebody comes in yep, to, yep. to deliver the killing blow, as yep. it were. And you have a bodyguard, and that yep. bodyguard, what's have, up, Dave? That bodyguard has a chance to come in and save you. If I want a pro wrestling tag team, I want Dave as my tag team partner because he looks the part and shit. Dave is Dave. Dave's nice as shit, but Dave got like he's, he's got that like that beard that's kind of cut, kind of square at the bottom and shit, right? Yeah. He didn't really have much hair on the top. He was like 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 yeah. He's that like he's that like really super smart like genius level Kimbo slice look to him. I roll with that dude as a tag team partner, and I'd be like that like slim kind of aerial kind of like See, you I, know yeah. I mean I got you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah yeah. Um, this is why I make some money, Dave. This is why I, sh I, sh uh, I, I will I will shade the fact that you know he went to Illinois. Um, little shade there. Who didn't go to Illinois? Everybody went to Illinois. No, he didn't. 
Man, dude, you, I can't sling a dead cat <laughs> over my shoulder when I hit somebody that yeah. went to Illinois. Don't matter. Don't matter. The three biggest colleges represented in this town are Northwestern Illinois and DePaul University, the Harvard of the South Loop. Not Loyola? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not this. Well, the only it, it Illinois. The only There's only one reason he just said that. <laughs> the only <laughs> Illinois school to win a championship. I never. In a major sport. In, in, in the streets, on the, in, in the bars, out in the streets. Unless, yeah, if nobody's, I'm in this nobody's, neighborhood, nobody's repping Loyola. If I'm in this neighborhood, I meet people who went to Loyola. Yes. Or, or strangely, if I'm like far away. You know what I mean? Like if I find myself in like Galesburg, Illinois, I will meet Loyola grads somehow. But if I'm any random ass other place in no. Chicago, no. everybody went to Loyola. Everybody I mean, everybody went to uh, DePaul, Northwestern, DePaul, Northwestern Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. So don't be crapping on my man. because I ain't to, crapping on your man. I'm just, you know, I'm crapping on Illinois. Maybe maybe he, Northwestern was his Dave safety though. school. No, peace to Dave, though. Maybe 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 Northwestern was a safety school. He could have kicked it with you if you know, it'd be like that. You know? yeah. It'd be like I that. Know, I mean, it worked out well for him. Dave had needs. It worked out well for yeah. him. I mean, future you know. tag team partner. We're, we're gonna do this indie wrestling thing, Dave. Dave doesn't know that. Dave doesn't know that. Though. We're not telling Dave that. No, and but he, if I ever do an indie wrestling thing, Dave is a potential tag team partner because Dave look he has that but he, he lives, has right. the look. But Dave lives in Colorado and is getting for now. Yeah, no, but you know, nobody to, stays in Colorado. Trying to get that weed money. That's what's up. Um, Stephanie Drowse is saying, "Hey, you got a Loyola grad online, right?" Yes, Steph. And where do you live? Yeah, we, this he, was mentioned earlier, actually. As he, as he <laughs> you don't live near town. here, <laughs> but you should move back. So, so I will. So okay. So you did, I, so you did the gamut thing. Um, I'm just getting. I'm next now getting to Gears of War four. Yep. Um, it's been out for a minute. Um, shout out to Sherman. Um, I don't appreciate you introduced me to the crack because um, now it's crack now. Because like, can we? Can we? Do you want? Can we rehash this conversation we had about Sherman? No. Okay, I'm gonna rehash this conversation we had about Sherman because Troy said no. So <laughs> the, the, you, we all have these friends or like people that are about to be our friends or we kind of know from online and we formulate these ideas of them in our heads before because there's something about them where we're like, I think I know what this dude's like. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, that dude's mad cool. Or sometimes it's like, oh, that dude's gonna be mad quiet. But you don't really know and then you meet them and you're like, oh, that's not like I thought at all. But we, we, we with Sherman, our boy Sherman from Fantasy Football, and who, who we only know because of our boy Lakeith, right? Somehow, and I think I've, I've mentioned this, I, I may have mentioned it when I actually met Sherman a couple weeks ago. So Sherman, this is not a surprise. I thought from my online interaction with Sherman and just seeing his picture, he was gonna be like hard as hell. I thought Sherman was coming like 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 DMX hard. Like like Sherman, somehow I thought that dude was, dude I was like, oh shit, we can get sticky fingers up in here. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Sherman's like the nicest dude, right? He just chill. He's a nice, chill, regular ass cat that I don't know why when my man takes a picture, He's like, like he's like a brother out of like Mad Max or some no. shit. But like, when he's sitting in a room with you, like having a beer or some shit, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? What's happening?" I'm like, "Damn, oh, that, he just cool, you know?" He's like, I told the story about Jeff Smith. You know our boy Jeff, right? When the first time I met Jeff, uh, it was for a comic book meetup. He was supposed to come to a comic book meetup, and I was the organizer of the comic book meetup. I still am, but this is years ago. Like, this is like 2000. Five or 2006 or some shit, right? And here we are in the bar, and I know Jeff's supposed to be coming. I see his RSVP. I look at his picture, right, online. I'm like, I see this dude that is straight up, like, he wasn't imitating the Biggie Smalls crown pick. Yeah, yeah. 
But he was the Biggie Smalls yeah. crown pick. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to sit in this bar and like have some drinks and talk some comics, and this dude's going to roll in here, and I'm going to have to try to not get jacked. Right? Because my man, if, if that big mouth, if <laughs> tuck, that dude asks me, right, tuck your chain. I'm going to tuck my chain. If that dude come and ask for my bike, I'm going to have to give it to him. You know, like, still, what, what you got on my, <laughs> right. what you got on my bar tab, <laughs> you know, homie? Straight Debo, you know? Then I meet this dude, and I'm like, hold on. This motherfucker talk about servers, and, and he, he, he on some, like, he on some next level fucking shit. We had, we talked one day, he was like, what do you think about the future of cloud computing? And I was like, what? <laughs> really? That's, well, that's shout, not the dude. Shout out right? to Jeff. Right. And, and it turns out he just took a cool ass pick and loved it. <laughs> He's just a black man like the rest of us. I, so, so the moral of this story is that, yes, I judge you <laughs> when I don't know you. I prejudge. Yeah. If I don't prejudge, I don't know where I stand. I judge everybody. And sometimes I'm wrong. I'm glad to admit I'm wrong. Because Sherman cool as shit. And so is Jeff. Word up. Yeah. Shout out to the Color Nerd crew. <laughs> All right, what's next? They know the deal. All right, let's. I'm going on TV. TV. I just finished this season of Preacher. Okay. Oh my damn god. Now we, we talked about this before, but okay. We talked about Preacher before in yes. general, but that was on season one. We had not talked about season two because I only just right. begun. I've, I've really right. mainlined the shit out of season two. You started liking season. You watched the first. Season two, and you yeah, like and the season season one had to grow on me, and season two I was liking it, but then I got kind of behind, and I've caught up. And my lord, it is one of these shows that does diverge from the comics significantly, but the shit they are not afraid to do. Today I'm watching like I must have watched like the last five episodes today, right? And at some point my wife walked in the room and she's like, "What are you watching?" And I paused it, and I'm like, "Preacher," because I know my wife. <laughs> this is not a show she's gonna want to watch with me, right? I'm like. Preacher. And she's like, oh, what's going on? Who's that guy? And at first it's like, oh, that dude, that's the vampire best friend of the lead character. Who's that? Oh, that's the girlfriend who kind of likes to shoot people and like rob motherfuckers and she hangs out with the lead character. Who's that? Oh, that's the son of the vampire. Why is he 90 years old? Because he's the son of the vampire. What? That part's easy. Then it gets to like the who's that and I got to explain the 25th generation great grandson of Jesus Christ. Like, and when it got to that point, I was like, oh, this is getting uncomfortable. Right? My wife, who had not only been to mass today, but had also gone and volunteered at a place where retired nuns are. <laughs> so I was like, mm, maybe I should just, let, well, let's talk about something else. Because <laughs> I got to watch the rest of the show. Why you go do something else? Right? She right. was like, take okay, your, take, I can't take get sucked into this. Somewhere. Yeah, right. Take your Catholic somewhere else. Yeah. She was like, I can't get sucked into the show. Like, you won't get sucked in. They'll offend you in two minutes if you keep watching. <laughs> Don't worry. You will never get sucked into this show. You will hope you will hope you never have to see it again. But my God, this season. They did they they Preacher Out did itself in season two. And everything made damn sense. You know? And they even had me on the I pause when I say this. I predicted the Hitler thing and then doubted myself on the Hitler thing. And then I was right on the Hitler thing. Right? That feels weird to say. Because there's a Hitler thing in this show, right? But well, there isn't account, so. as my wife and I discussed, you know, Game of Thrones kind of changed shit for some people. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we accept in television now that we wouldn't have accepted. What, what my wife was saying to me when she was like, I can watch a little bit of Preacher, she was saying, I was disgusted, but I dealt with it when you used to watch that prison show, Oz. Okay. But I watched Oz back in like 2001, 2002, 2003, somewhere around then, you know, way back in the day. And she kind of, I was like, yeah, I was shaking of the week. But 
nothing in Oz happened like what happened at the Red Wedding, right? And the Red Wedding to me was my Rubicon. That was that like, don't ever, don't cross that line. You don't cross that line. And the Red Wedding crossed it. And Game of Thrones, they told that line since. They may have crossed it for some people. And I might be yada yada over a few things that happened since the Red Wedding, but by and large, the show itself is not as foul as that was. It has in fact become more nonsensical, but not as foul. Preacher, that if, if you care, yeah, we ain't, there are no lines. There just aren't, you know? Okay. But I did like this season a lot. Um, the Inhumans are coming. Um, I heard from people who went and watched the, the, the movie premiere thing that they did, right? right. To kind of showcase that first episode. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck they did that. Why don't you just, just focus group it like somebody trying to sell soap? Right? Don't bring your first episode to a major movie theater kind of situation because no one's going to like it. Like, even if it's good, it's going to be hated because it's never going to be worth sitting in a, in a theater to get a TV experience yeah. when you could have worked these fucking kinks out, right? So don't do that. Just go ahead and focus group that shit and then tighten it up, you know? Um, but I am very much looking forward to the Inhumans, and I'm going to get back to the Black Bolt point here, right? Like, here's the thing about Black Bolt as a lead character in the Inhumans. And as a lead character in his own comic, Black Bolt's superpower is he is filled with power, right, that he is trying his damnedest to not release. So he can release it in terms of being able to fly. He can release it in terms of having super strength and vulnerability. He doesn't speak because when he speaks, it isn't, he can't channel his voice. Right. Right? Everything breaks when he speaks. Right? <laughs> so he does not talk. To communicate with the rest of the royal family, he does it through his wife with facial expressions, which in a comic are largely only the best guys yeah. can really depict those things. Yeah, so yeah. no one's really tried to. Basically what happens is some exposition where Medusa, his wife, will tell you what he was saying by because she read the expression, but you didn't really see it. You know, That's kind of his, the trick here. Black Bolt is the inverse of any other kind of comic book superhero with powers, right? You never see him use it, yeah. but you know they're there. You can feel their effect even though you don't see him use it, right? Characters like Black Bolt and Silver Surfer have something in common. They're popular because you are, you are feeling the immensity of the situation okay. without having to see the external result of it, right? And that is uncommon for superhero comics, and it's the genius of a character like Black Bolt. The rest of the, all the Inhumans are somehow like their, their powers have become, uh, they're physical or they're not physical or they're mental or they're, they're some kind of, or yeah. they're just deformed, whatever. For all the other human characters, you could tell what the situation is largely by looking at them, yeah. right? With right. Black Bolt. Except Lockjaw, you can't, looking at Lockjaw, you don't know what he does. But you do know he's a six foot tall dog, right? Which in one comic was revealed that Lockjaw is not a dog. He's an inhuman who looks like a dog. That's an important distinction. When he went, they didn't have dogs in Adelon, right? Like, right. so someone went into the, the Terrigen Mist and came out a dog, right? So he isn't a dog. People treat him like he's a dog, and people write him like he's a dog, dog which I think is a bigger problem, right? Lockjaw is well, always meant to... don't get ridden, per se? No, no. They, but but in, in modern Marvel comics, because people think he's a dog, they write him like he's a dog, which they, is to say because he's, he's big. He's dog responses. No, no, no. that like wagging the tail, that rough, rough bullshit, like the, some of that growling. Like, like you know. But the dog also can do teleportation. Yes, he teleports. He teleports. <laughs> and Lockjaw is always a beloved, well, through space. He's new time. He's done. He, no, nah, time. He doesn't time travel. He space travels. It's only time travel scientifically, if you understand that, in order to get from the moon to New York City, 
time must pass. Yeah. So he's got to do some form of time, space I, folding. I read but something. Okay, okay. okay. Read a thing. All right, read right, a thing. All right. Wait, that's fine. Okay. He is not, as far as I know, in all my years of reading comics, okay. dog don't time I, travel. I vaguely remember Lockjaw being involved. I think maybe a Kamala Khan thing or something like that where she ends up somewhere she is not supposed to be and it's not present day. Which could mean that some writer, Willow Wilson or somebody else, I, don't, I didn't read this, okay. it could be that they either took a liberty or they modify a Lockjaw, which also happens in comics. But from my understanding, okay. dog doesn't do time. Okay. But if he does time now because somebody... Wrote, wrote a thing okay. like it ain't like I can't say the X-Men are built on secondary mutations and shit so I ain't gonna be that guy that's like it's gotta be like it was in 1973 I'm not that dude so okay. I didn't read that so okay. I don't know that's fine that's fine that's, right. fine that's fine but the, the royal family are all cool but Black Bolt himself is interesting because he's kind of the reverse of a regular superhero in terms of power out like in terms of how he's mm-hmm. depicted most of Black Bolt's scenes are largely with him sitting down or yeah. standing up with his arms outraged outraged or doing nothing, right? And for that guy to still be a beloved character in the Marvel Universe, it means someone did their job when they designed that guy. So I'm very interested in the Inhumans because I want to see, like, Gorgon with his hoof feet and I want to see Karnak do his, like, that flaw and everything thing that he does. He's like Mr. Miracle with Kung Fu. Karnak. Well, will that matter if the effects... Because I've heard the effects are shit. But it's also a television show. And... I'm going to say that of all the superhero and sci-fi TV that I see, the only show that's really bringing actual special effects to the party is The Flash, and it's a really well-written show with, aside from the effects of the Speed Force, the effects of garbage. And by garbage, I mean maybe somebody spent millions on them, but they're not super impressive. They're just the things that you can do on a TV show on WB or on NBC or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, they're trash because you're used to movie effects. If you just spent this summer watching Spider-Man and Wonder Woman do anything, Right then, everybody's effects are going to be trash, yeah. and these are what we tend to spend of our, our our weeks doing is watching much better shit. But there is you can't. Okay, I would at least like to hear from people to tell me what shows they're watching with great special effects for TV shows with high ass budgets. My favorite shows are like Dark Matter and shit like that, where mostly it's a few like laser gun blasts and some bullets and the that 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 hyperspace effect when they go faster than light speed. But ain't nobody really trying to spend no fucking money on like like really depicting every superhero's power. There's the budget. You want Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones on this show to pay him? We gotta have some bullshit effects. Okay. Right? Okay. I, I, that's the way I look at okay. it. You know? I heard like Medusa's hair is bullshit. It, Medusa's yeah. hair is bullshit. But her hair, I think, I believe her hair is bullshit because I, we can't spend we can't spend 35 can't spend- minutes of a 45 minute show without commercials animating this woman's hair. Could we give her better hair all the time? That yes, we could. And if she just had regular damn hair that looked good and then make it look weird and crazy when she was using the power. Why didn't it make that choice? I don't fucking know. But I bet it was because someone was trying to figure out how do we animate it all the time. And I bet it is animated all the time. I bet every time that woman's on screen, there is some effect on her damn hair just to make it look straight. Because her hair is mad damn straight. My wife's hair ain't that damn straight coming out of the shower and moosed. Right? Like, it just, you should put goop in it. It will not be that straight. Her hair is unnaturally damn straight. Like, she's concentrated, using her power to keep it straight. And then it gets all wiggy and shit, right? Nah, bad move. Probably shouldn't have done that. If this show gets a season two, it'd be like Medusa just rolling down the street, looking like Kathy Griffin and shit, right? Like, you know, I bet that's the way they'll do it the second time around. They'll, they'll, they'll think better of that shit, you know? Right? She'll have Melissa McCarthy here by season two. Okay. It won't even be that big a fucking deal. Okay. If they're smart. If, no. Or if there's a season two. Or if there's a season two. I think we both agree Defenders is trash. Do we? I think we agree Defenders is trash. We just disagree on why it's trash. 
Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, okay. Let's, let's, thank you. Thank you for that. I, I looked at it and went, huh? That's what he said, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. No, not great. It's not great. I didn't expect it to be great. I thought it'd be. I, I thought it would be. My expectation was. My expectation was loading. I thought it would be really. I thought it'd be good to really good, and it would make up for like how disappointing Iron Fist was. But then I started watching Defenders, and I've, I've talked to many friends about this thing. I think that every a lot of people feel like it's trash, but I think they think it's trash for the wrong reasons. Okay. I think they have been programmed to blame the wrong guy. Okay. Right. I don't blame Iron Fist for Defenders being trash. No. I, blame, I don't blame Iron Fist for Iron Fist being trash. No. I blame whoever the, that writing team. The writing shit is. That, see, this, this is the thing, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there because this is a safe space, people. If Iron Fist would have been an, an Asian dude, a dude of Asian uh, descent, you know what? I'm actually rooting for the white guy as Iron Fist because shitty writing, because they probably wouldn't have given, if the Asian guy was delivering this shitty writing, he wouldn't have gotten a job. This dude would have been out of Hollywood next week. He'd been done. They, I, that Iron Fist would have magically died, and here comes another guy from Shaolin. I don't know that I agree with that because I'm a fan of Dark Matter, so I don't know that I agree with that. But I will say they could have avoided the controversy. They could have avoided if they it. Would have, if they would have cast Iron Fist using the backstory and character of Shang-Chi. They didn't need to use Danny Rand specifically. Right. They could have used Danny Rand's... Backstory yeah. with Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, and blended the two characters and come up with a character that was Asian, did Kung Fu, and had the background of Danny Rand. It was probably even like a better actor, but 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 but, but I, I, I don't I didn't want him to do it, and his wife, because I don't think it is better in terms of like kind of racial economics in Hollywood to say we got a guy who does Kung Fu, he's got to be black. Because Hollywood will also say, we got a guy who's got to break into a car and steal it to save our heroes. He's got to be black. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, if you make the Kung Fu guy Asian because he's Kung Fu guy, it is the same logic they will use it's, it's it's to make the good dancer guy Puerto Rican because he's got rhythm. You know? Like, it's that who's sort of logic. genius? Is he, oh, is he Japanese yes. maybe? You know? Like, that is the kind of logic but, they use. Yeah. But the, the logic I use as a, as a audience member an audience member of color is that I'm rooting for success of a person of color. I'm rooting yes. for their success. Sure. I'm looking at the shit that Iron Fist has to say on the show yeah. and going, ugh. If Iron Fist were cast as an Asian guy, they would be sacrificing him and then Ghost Rider would join the cast. Yes. I, I, I get that feeling. But Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes, right. Who's Latino. So, like, you know, <laughs> there, there is some of that, too. I, I just kind of feel like, like it's one of those things. I got so, Brian has a question. question if you're taking questions. All right, Brian, what's your question? All right, so if, I, if you, Brian's yeah, still paying attention, yeah. we'll take a question. Type, yeah, type, type, type it when you're ready, Brian. All right. So, I think that's, that's the thing. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I would Please like, don't set my boy up for failure. Please don't set him up for failure. Because yeah. if you do, like, you could be the best Asian actor and, like, you could act the fuck out of these role, act the fuck out of these really shitty lines they've written for you. You know, look pained. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, barge in, like, you know, with just all this stuff. Do, but, you know, do the best you can with this shitty thing. Then people go, hey, after all this controversy about this dude not being a white guy, and, oh, look, the dude, look, the dude's a Chinese guy, maybe the social justice world will shut up now. Wait a minute, the writing shit. Hmm. 
Maybe that guy shouldn't, you know, if it's a white guy, then the writing should. Yeah. If it's an Asian guy, oh, we see, you know, you know this why this is why it doesn't work. It's an Asian guy. This you know those Asian work. guys. That, you know, not and expressive. we're not, we're not like, we're not just saying, we're not. I mean, I'm, fans like people, you guys have watched enough of this shit. You know damn well what it is, right? We're not saying that Hollywood won't do right. We're saying that Hollywood has had a, a history for I don't know how many decades of doing Hollywood, right? St- There's so Hollywood, you see it coming before we even point it before out. Before we point it out, right? You know, we, we you see it coming before you even point it out to you. Um, I felt like the Iron Fist origin and Danny Rand being Iron Fist is very pulp. Right, and I ain't saying there ain't a lot of racism in yeah. pulp shit. I'm just saying that I get why Danny Ranch is Danny Ranch shit. Yeah, right. And so much of comics is involved in guy from place A meets people from place B. They train him in a thing. Yeah, like Batman exactly. has that. Yeah, like if you exactly. can't have Danny Rand do this, you can't have Batman. You literally don't get Batman if a white guy don't go to where these other motherfuckers are and learn a damn thing. Now. That is not saying white people have to do this thing. That is saying that you accept it when it's a character you like and you hate it when it's a character you can't fucking stand because the actor ain't bringing it and the writing's all fucking weird. And it looks, the optics look weird to you, right? They don't look weird when it's Batman, but they look weird to you when it's Iron Fist. There is no difference in those two things. Iron Fist and Batman have the same damn origin, effectively. You know? They have the same fucking origin. What is the difference? Shout out to Ra's al Ghul. Right. Without that, what's the, what is there, right? My man is an orphan who has a bunch of money, who gets on a plane and goes someplace specifically to learn stuff from the culture of these other people, and he brings it back and he uses it to be a goddamn street ninja, right? Since 1939 or some shit, and you've loved it. You tattoo it on your bodies, right? <laughs> but we don't want it when it's Iron Fist. Now, to which I say, if we, if we need this story to now be it happening, Two people who are Asian, then I want to know why it is Asian Danny Rand is on a plane and happens to go to the land of the ancient Kung Fu and why Asian, like, Kal-El didn't just land on Krypton. Um, land on Earth, rather, from Krypton. You know what I mean? Like, we, we care when it's go there and learn the appropriate cultural thing. Yeah. We seem to not really be so involved when it's, what if this story could be told with anybody? Because it can be told with anybody. There's nothing about Superman that says he has to be a white dude. It is his white dude. Yeah. That argument gets made with Peter Parker. Right. People, they, they went in on Peter Parker. They, they put all of their chips in a Peter Parker bag yeah. on why can't Peter Parker, why can't Spider-Man be black or Puerto Rican or whatever, right, right. which got you Miles Morales, like that push for yeah. Miles to be Spider-Man in a movie, right? Yeah. But it is, when it's a character we love, we accept every ounce of that shit. Yeah. Right, and let's say in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is everybody's favorite fucking thing, like everybody loves whatever Marvel does in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? But dude, you got people got up in arms about like the Ancient One, Himadol, Himadol, yeah, Heimdall. Well, no, they got up in up in arms about Heimdall being black yeah. when Heimdall, even in in uh, Norse myth, is other. Right, that's all. That fuck that. Right, they're aliens. We don't care. I don't care about that. I care about the point at which we're talking about any number of things from the Marvel Universe where someone didn't have to be a white guy. Yeah. The entire way along. If Steve Rogers is going to be a white guy, except that shit, but Tony Stark ain't have to be. By the time we got to Tony Stark, there wasn't shit about Tony Stark that said he would be a white guy. No. Just had to you know? be arrogant, rich. Yep. Yep. He and didn't he... even have to get injured in the Gulf War or the Vietnam yeah. War or the Korean War. He could have got injured in Jersey. You know? 
Like, all these characters in the Marvel Universe technically didn't have to be white guys, and they no. didn't have to have that situation be where they were, and a lot of that was somewhat racial and cultural, right? Particularly if they had to go learn a thing from some people. Doctor Strange had to go learn something from the Tibetans, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whoever the ancient magical people were and right. shit, right? But those ancient magical people could have been from anywhere. But I feel like if 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 you got to go learn it and you happen to also be of the same culture, why did you have to travel to get there? I kind of feel like that. That's a different. That's a tangent. You know, I'm thinking too much about that shit. <laughs> new Star Trek is coming, and CBS thinks we're gonna subscribe to a new channel to watch it. And I don't know anybody who is. No. I don't, even, I don't even know anybody's log in. So I, I, can, I can do the dance, so I can do it. I thought at first that like it's going to break records for illegal downloads, but yeah. I don't think it will break records for illegal downloads no. because it's Star Trek. Right? It will be illegally downloaded heavy-like. And I'm wondering if it gets illegally downloaded so damn much that CBS just slots that shit in where like NCIS Denver happens to be. You know? I'm wondering if it didn't happen like that. But I'm very excited about it. Okay. I have you seen like the, the yeah. trailers for it? You've seen nothing for it. I've, I've seen stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not a Star Trek person. I get it. I've been kind of embroiled, not embroiled, but the discussion that this is too diverse. That it's is a hilarious. Thing. It is hilarious. It's hilarious. It goes to prove that, like, like the superhero thing says, you know, nothing says you have to be. A, nothing says you have to be a white guy. Yeah. But it says, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, color doesn't matter it, until it comes to a character they like. Until anytime, they, color, anytime somebody says color doesn't matter, you know color matters. Color matters. Yes, yes. And, you, and you're also dealing with someone who's basically dishonest. Yep. Who's dishonest and who will probably argue with you about how things don't need to, but don't have to be a white guy, but don't touch that guy. Yep. Superman has to be a white guy. Got to be. You know, and then when we, we bring up. And in many DC comics, Superman is in fact not a white guy. Because there's lots of like kind of the else worlds and kind of multiversal stories. Mm-hmm. There's one in which I honestly believe that if the media were paying fucking really close attention, they would have got all over the fact that Superman was Barack Obama. They missed that shit. They missed a chance to start some shit. You know? But you know, they're starting some shit now because he Superman rescued some uh undocumented immigrants. <laughs> and yeah, Brie Bart doesn't like that because because like humanity and shit, right? Being a solid human being because people want they want Captain America and Superman to be jingoistic assholes, right? Because yeah. you're a jingoistic because they asshole. Are. Yes, yeah, no, nah, nah. they reflect the best nah. in me. Yes, right. They, I, they, they, every time I saw a Superman or a Captain America image, I saw the flag. So they had to think what I think. No, maybe they think better than you think. You know. Because they're not actually real people. They're written by real people right. who understand, like, symbolism and actual ideals. You know, dumbass. Ah, good time. You know? Good time. But, yeah, the whole Star Trek, um, uh, this is too diverse to me brown people and to me women's. and uh, women's. To me women's. And that person might be a trans person. I, I'm uncomfortable. It's a good time. I, you know... Yeah, there are people un- uncomfortable with trans people, but if you just stop trying to take their fucking pants down and look up under their skirts, like if like you can't do that with any other person, you can't do it with them either. So just stop. What the fuck? What are you so uncomfortable about? I bet if I went and looked at your damn search history, you, if I looked at your, if if you couldn't go incognito mode, and I and I could look at your damn search history, you ain't that uncomfortable, dog. Stop fucking tripping. All y'all out there talking all this mad shit. You know, let me talk about like supply and demand, yo. You 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 
nerd nerd podcast be? I'm just saying. I got a lot of nerds out there. <laughs> right, right. I got a lot of trans brothers and sisters out there, right? Who know what the fuck the deal is, right? Yeah. Who for years, who for years have not been able to live that damn truth, and now cats are living that truth. The motherfuckers are uncomfortable. What are you fucking uncomfortable about? Are you uncomfortable about the fact that whatever your job happens to be, somebody comes along in your job and does your job better than you, and and you was okay with it when it was just a straight white dude, and now you ain't okay with it because it's some like trans chick or some shit like that? You weren't better to begin with. Like fuck you. Move on. That's not American. There is nothing more American than discovering you got to work harder to get the fuck ahead. There's nothing says, more he, says the brother sitting right here. Like, like, I'm just saying. But you also have the confidence of a mediocre white dude. I do. I still don't. I've, man, I've known some mediocre <laughs> white dudes. There's stories I would tell off podcasts, right? There's one cat I'm thinking of right now. I'm thinking of a cat right now that is the epitome of, of getting ahead with less. I work with a couple of them. Uh, you know, it, it's a thing. It's a thing out there in the world. It's a thing. I've known people in my, in my in my years and years and years on this planet that have basically been that thing, and they aren't bad people. No, they're not bad people. They're not bad people, and they're they're not even the kind of people who would be like like anti the shit we're talking about. But like like for 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 cats who are up in arms right now, and and the nerd community is kind of why I feel like I can talk about it. the nerd community still is, is coming around to things that are now so openly discussed. Yeah. And, and people are so quick to let you know where their boundaries are. Where their, where their boundaries are is where you the fuck stop, right? And if you were smart, you stopped two feet before that boundary, right? Like, there, there's, there, there's so much better at telling you about yourself now that you ain't used to hearing yeah. that shit in, our, in, in nerd spaces. Right, they're better at telling you, but the thing is now they're not marginalized anymore. Right, well, they're not still expect, marginalized. Like, like they're not expected to be shut up. Right, right. Like, yeah. oh, we ain't got to pay attention to them. Right, right. No, actually, now you do. Yep. Because if we're trying to create this inclusive space, you're going to have to be inclusive. Yep. You're going to have to listen to me when I go, I'm uncomfortable, or I need to, you know, I'd like you not to use another language. I'd like for you to recognize who I am. I'd like you not misgender me. I, all this other stuff, they need now because this space exists and people yeah. can talk back and go, nah, that's, nah, that's not it. Right. I read this thing, Christopher Hutchins, Christopher Hitchens, who's a yep, dick. Hitchens, yep. Um, <laughs> who's a dick. <laughs> but he ain't fucking Wilbon. He's not Wilbon. Oh, Wilbon? Oh, uh, Whitlock. Fuck Whitlock. One of them dudes. Jason, no, Wilbon. North Wilbon's North cool. Wilbon's Whitlock, Whitlock is that. I confuse them because they're both pudgy black guys with bald heads. They look alike. And they do sports. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, Wilbon's one of ours. Yeah. And um, doesn't talk to bullshit. Wilbon's cool. Wilbon's cool. Fuck Whitlock. A whole, yep. whole fuck Whitlock with a yep. red hot poker. Yeah. But. Uh, Sweet right. condom. <laughs> Spiked, um, but because of the, Chris Ridgen said says just because you say you're uncomfortable that you know you're uncomfortable or that um, you're offended doesn't mean I can stop. Right. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> someone uses things says if I introduce myself to you and I say hi, my name's Robert. You can call me Bob, and I keep calling you Robert. Guess what? I'm a dick. Because you've I've, you've told me, hey, can you refer to me by this? Can you whatever, whatever? And you proceed in being an asshole by not doing what I asked you to do on a, just a basic human decency level. That's the shit that I we're getting around. I disagree because I'll use the Robert and Bob example. Hey, my name is Robert, but you can call me Bob. Introduces an option to me, but if I start calling you Steve. Because you look like a Steve, and I'm going to keep calling you a Steve, right? 
now I'm an asshole, in which I'm kind of guilty of this because I have a friend, I have a friend who I refer to by the name of a country because I misunderstood. I thought they wanted to be called by the name of a country. And now I've made it so that everybody calls them by the name of this country. And they have told me, okay, I come over the country thing, but I keep doing it. And I think they just let me do it. So, like, that is a thing. But in the case of what we're talking about, this isn't that thing, but it's similar to that thing. Where I know I'm being a dick, right? But I'm a beloved dick. And I'm just getting away with it. Okay. Shout out to Norway. <laughs> okay. All right. What else? Right. What else? Um, oh, Starfinder. So Paizo, who makes the Pathfinder RPG, right, now have a space version of that game, right? So it's Pathfinder. It's not Pathfinder in space that you would think that it would be. It's the same game system as Pathfinder, but they've done so much work in setting up an actual sort of intergalactic RPG in a D&D system. I'm really impressed with it. I like it a lot. Now, I'm not going to anytime soon run it wholesale, but there is, in the way that I do my homebrew game, there are things that I've already used that are like modern day and futuristic that I've inserted here and there that things from this game slot right in perfectly fine, right? It is probably the best example of doing something that was modern or better, right? Modern or future with the rules of, of, of D&D 3.5 or 3.75 that I've seen so far. A lot of work went into it. Gorgeous, just gorgeous book. Like it a lot. And I keep referring to it every so often like, oh my God, that's the thing you put in here? I'm not one that wants to, excuse me, play D&D with a bunch of like races that have like, you know, fucking three toes and insect heads. I ain't in all that, right? <laughs> but I'm not in all that. I can't, I, can't, I don't really want weird ass alien races in, my, in too many of my games, the same kind of way I don't think I don't need my D&D game world, my D&D game world, a whole bunch of races shorter than like five foot six, right? If I got to have gnomes and hobbits and halflings and fucking little fucking like, 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 like goddamn like, like bogans and shit, I ain't, I ain't down with all that. Like it's, it's only Tolkien that made you have to think that these little tiny ass motherfuckers were all super damn heroic and then role playing games started getting made and all the best thievy little motherfuckers had to be shorter than three fucking feet. I, fuck that. I, I don't find that horribly heroic. I find it to be like comic relief and I don't need a whole lot of comic relief in my damn role playing. So I don't really play with a lot of that shit. I don't do comic relief in my role playing. Whimsy. Whimsy in my comics. Deuces. I'm out. I'm out. Don't need it. Someone can be the funny guy without being two fucking feet tall. You know? That's all I'm saying. You know? I like Starfinder so far. I've not played it. I've just been reading it. And I'm enjoying reading it and going through it and checking out all this shit here. Now, I will address what Stephanie Drouse said. At some point she said, uh, also we're tired of the trope of the rich white guy who crash lands in an Asian country and becomes greater master of the martial arts than anyone has ever seen. So, that is a thing that I heard from people as we were leading up to Iron Fist that somehow he was a better martial artist than all the other martial artists. That, I think that's kind of, it's, it's misunderstood. He isn't a better martial artist than all the other martial artists there. He just happens to end up with the power of the Iron Fist, right? Which is not the thing that the best martial artist there gets. He survived the trial and ends up with that power, but there are plenty of martial artists there who could probably hand him his ass, right? Because there's a lot of things about the martial arts and about super martial arts Danny Rand never learned. And this is illustrated very well in his actual comics. So a lot of the backlash about Danny Rand crash landing there and being there came out of the, it, that real thing of like not reading his comics or knowing them. And people kind of got attached to those things. And it is a trope that like a lot of times you become like 
you know, the best at a thing because the indigenous peoples trained you up in their shit. But in Iron Fist's case, this isn't actually how it works. He isn't the best. And therefore, you're, you're also doubly annoyed when you see him in a show and he's kind of a complete idiot. He was an idiot when he was there. He just passed the trial, right? The one trial doesn't make him the leader and it doesn't make him the best. It just means he got the power of the Iron Fist, but there's so much more he doesn't know about how to use it that other Iron Fists, of which there were many before him, learned so much more of and even people there probably know how to use better than him, but were not able in story to do the trial because of reasons, right? There are reasons for that shit. Now, I get it. Like, white guy goes and does a thing. The only reason a white guy went and did a thing is the white guy's going to do everything in fucking comics, right? Like, the black guy doesn't go because they weren't making comics with black dudes, right? The Asian guy doesn't go because they weren't making comics with Asian guys. If Iron Fist were redone right now, literally, it'd be Wu-Tang as fuck, and, like, it'd be the black guy going, but he wouldn't be going to, to Kun Lun. He'd be going to fucking, like, like, Toronto or Niagara Falls. He'd be going to Detroit and meeting a bunch of fucking Asian dudes and learning their fucking martial arts, and he'd be better than all they were at it, too. Because if Wu-Tang makes a fucking comic book tomorrow about the martial arts, they ain't about to not be better than the Asians fucking doing it. So that's kind of how that is. That That is, that's it. Yeah, we're tired of the trope, but this looks like the trope, but isn't really the trope. Because if you if you read the comic, which a lot of people aren't going to do, but if you did, <laughs> you would get, he isn't that, you know. And, and it does happen that people have been that thing. Right? I don't think Iron Fist is actually that. He isn't the greatest martial artist of Kun Lun. He's the idiot whose job it was to stand at the gate and ran away. Right? He's that guy. You got the power now, bro. So why don't you stand there and do the job? And for reasons, he couldn't stand there and do the job because he did. The, he's going off and doing the other thing that he also was supposed to go do. That yeah, people are pissed at him for. It's complex, but I get the trope and people be angry about the trope. But a lot of people angry about the trope didn't read the comics and don't know the character. All right. My slight defense of this. Slight defense of that. Okay. I'm not defending shitty racist tropes. Okay. Just saying. All right. You didn't. No. But you, you put it out there. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, all right. So. The Skazoo make a record this month? Um. I'm always I'm always hanging on my seat. Skazoo's still hot. Um, Skazoo updates. Skazoo. <laughs> um. <laughs> not this month. Um. He is touring. Um. Camp Lowe is also touring. Camp Lowe's tour. Camp Lowe. Camp Lowe's playing, actually, the promontory on Thursday. This is, man, this is like a fucking, this is a season for tours, dude. Because, like, you know how many you concerts get your money. that I can't fucking, like, that I can, I can go to, but I'm going to regret spending that money because I'm going to need that money for something else coming up. You know what I mean? Like, Camp Lowe's coming, I wouldn't mind. That, that's cool, right? Like, like there's, a, like, a fucking revolting cock show, you know? There's, like, like quicksand. My, one of my favorite fucking like post punk bands of all time is they're coming to Chicago and it's kind of fucked up because one of the guitar players got arrested for shoplifting in Arizona, so they're touring as a three piece now. Which normally they would just break up. They would break up anytime somebody didn't like a, the the fucking tuning of a song. Like they break up. They broke up more times than I can shake a stick at. Right? They broke up more than Van Halen. You know, like, but they're still they're gonna tour. They're touring as a three piece. Dream Theater's coming to town. Like a lot of people coming to town. I can't go to any of this shit. You can't go to the Dream Theater? I can go, but I shouldn't go. Are you going to really miss that dollars, though? Yeah, yeah, I think I am. I think I am because I can see on the horizon something, things coming up where I'm going to need those dollars. Okay. So I'm going to do the next best damn thing, right? Okay. I'm going to find out what the set list is for any of these shows I can't go to and just make myself make a, a playlist. playlist of that set list, and I'm going to just call it a day. i see you in a year and a half, brother. You know, i see you when you release another album. This is going to have to be that time where I'm going to be a grown-up 
and be like, nah, I can't. Fuck Adulting's it. a motherfucker. It is hard. I, I'm gonna have to be an adult because now we're going. And this is that time where you got to go into the winter and you got to conserve some fat. You know, and I've learned that. I own a comic shop. Is that thing? Conserve the worst fat. thing you can do is have five com- five concerts I want to go to in November. Right? If you put them shits in June, I'd have been all over it. Oh, August? My wife couldn't even told me no. I could have gone to two or three of them, right? Like, nah. Ingve Malmsteen is coming in November, dude. Ingve fucking Malmsteen. Okay. Ingve fucking Malmsteen. I got it the first time. I don't know if you did. No. Ingve Malmsteen coming to Chicago is kind of like if, if, if like, like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five came through town or something like that. For a certain genre of metal. Not for like all metal. Okay. But like for a certain genre of metal. Maybe it'd be more like, you know, if, if the audio two, nah, it'd be better than the audio two. Audio two had one song. They, they did. But they had one song and motherfuckers, if it come on right now, they're going to start dancing. That's true. You know. Or beating on the table. That's what or, or, or beating on the table, if nothing else. Yes. Yes. Right. He ain't, he ain't the audio too. No. Okay. Ingrid Malmsteen might be Houdini. Okay. He might be the Houdini of, of, of metal. See, how many people are giving you these parallels, people? None. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's giving you these parallels. Nobody's giving you these parallels. Us. Us. Yeah. Only we are yeah. giving you these I'll, parallels. I will make, make Ingrid Malmsteen the Houdini of, of metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Uh, I'll make Quicksand the Black Sheep. Of metal, mm-hmm. yeah. Who's also tour? Well, dress is tour. Dress is tour. Yeah. I don't know where Mister Lounge is, but whatever. No uh, one's asked. No, not really. Mm. Not really. Don't really know what he did, really, because dress was doing all the lyrics. Yep. Maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe he was beats or something. I don't know. Anyway, he was being put over by by dress. What he was. Right. All right. That's where he is, as far as we know. What else we got? Shout out to Mister Lounge. Um, I don't think that's it. And your uh, rest in peace, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I just heard right before we did this shit, Bobby the Brain Heenan died today. You know, one of the first heels I was ever pretty right. much aware of. Pro wrestling manager, and, and, right. and when I gave a shit about WWE, all around like fucking like like solid announced dude. Like yeah, Bobby the Brain Heenan fucking died today, dude. Wait, we almost lost in the last one. We almost lost Ric Flair. We nearly lost the Nature Boy Ric Flair, and then he came. He did a, <laughs> he did a little little video. But a shirt said, I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. And I appreciate it, man. You know why Ric Flair didn't die? Because there's people he ain't borrowed money from yet. Damn. <laughs> there's people in heaven right now waiting for that $5. There's people waiting for that 10 grand. There's people waiting for twelve fifty from Ric Flair in heaven. He's like, shit. Time to go home. Drizzle, drazzle, dweeble, dwoom. Time for this one to go home. <laughs> Rick Flair ain't ready to go. <laughs> There's real business waiting for him on the other side. He ain't having that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we lost Bobby the Brain. Rest in peace, Bobby the Brain. That dude was alright. You know. I mean, I don't know. I, I never met the motherfucker. Right. But I will say, like, you know, for like I mean, entertaining I, me as, as entertainer, a young dude. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Coming up in wrestling and somebody just straight up like doing the business for you on TV. That motherfucker was it, dude. Like heel announcer, heel yeah. announcer, the fuck out of it. He yes. was that guy. Oh yeah. You know. Back when I paid attention to wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was a young. All right. Shout um, out to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> shout out. Um. Who at this point, if he's 
I'm okay with I'm done. I'm done with Colin Kaepernick needing to be employed yeah. because I still want Colin Kaepernick to be hired to be an analyst and have people deal with that shit. That'd be good. That'd be excellent. Yeah. I'm through thing is I'm I'm done with the NFL. Um I've actually I've hung up. I think I love football. I yep. love the game. Um I can't say the NFL has proven itself to be shitty. Yep. As many I'm, times over. As many times over. So this was kind of this was kind of a straw for me. They they still employ some rapists and wife beaters, but, but they don't good. employ Colin Kaepernick. They are, you know, there's a dude who played on Sunday, who got arrested a couple more than once, I think, in the off season, and one of those times might have been beating up a chick. Yeah, get, went to court and got to play. Yeah, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You know, there's been there's dudes who can't hit the wrong side of a barn. Nope, but they're still employed. Yep. So you know the we, we the, the football. Points have been made. Um, Ray Lewis is still a bitch. Sure. Because um, Ray Lewis got mad that Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted a picture that he didn't find flattering. That Ray Lewis didn't find flattering? Yes. What did he tweet? Ray about? Lewis said that. He tweeted he, a picture of Ray Lewis in some bloody suit? No, no. He was oh. um, the, <laughs> okay. the scene from Django where okay. Sam L. is cuddling on, uh, on, uh, on Dude, on, on Massa. Okay. And there's a picture of Ray Lewis doing the same hug to Holy the owner. Shit. Okay. <laughs> she went in. All right, she went there. She went in. Um, right. He said, I was talking to the owner. He was going to let us, he was, we were going to hire him. But then you guys, then your girl posted that. So. Yeah, Ray Lewis got that kind of pull. A, I'm sorry, that, owner guy. Let me just call a shot right here. A, we can't use this quarterback after all. A, he got that pull. And B, when was the last time the Ravens organization didn't believe what a woman told her? Told them Oops. Ray Rice's wife. Oops. Yeah. Oh, but look at the video. Look at oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck the Ravens. Fuck Ray Lewis. So yeah, I'm 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 done. I'm done with the NFL. Um, if Colin Kaepernick gets a job, fine. Yeah. I don't. You know. I don't care. You know. I appreciate the fact that he's still doing stuff. He's still yep. because know, he still put his money where his mouth is. Colin Kaepernick still believes what he believes, and I'm good with that. Yep, and I'm totally good with that. If he gets Kaepernick a job, cool. Right. If yep. he doesn't, cool. I'm just done with the NFL, and I understand why people aren't because it's a lot of investment. You put people have a lot of emotional investment in rooting for NFL teams or watching football Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. Yep, they, I get it. Fucking, this is another reason fuck the NFL. Like, the very fact that those games are on Thursdays and they're dangerous as shit. Like, like you're giving people short ass. The NFL is dangerous enough with you denying the fucking, like, like concussions and shit. Right. Right? There's a whole lot more people in danger now in the families of NFL players because you keep pulling this bullshit. And the NFL only cares about its cash. Yeah. They don't actually care about being an, uh, an instrument for change. Right. So, all right. So far, it's been two weeks. I've watched no NFL games. I do do fantasy football only because I like talking shit with my boys. Yeah. I, I just, I, 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 I've not I, won I, any games. Right. I still love talking shit with my people. Yeah. But I had to actually get out of fantasy football because it got to the point where I wasn't, I wasn't winning any games. Yep. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't go so far as to get out of fantasy because I still like the fantasy aspect. But I believe that, like, the, I guess the NFL makes its money. And the way it makes its money is on those ad buys for viewership and that kind of like pay for like pay for access kind of shit. And I found fantasy football the way we do it isn't that. Right. Yeah, right. So you know, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of okay with it. that for now. Um I'm shout out to my people in LA who held it down and did not show up for the Chargers game. 
because the NFL could not get through its fucking thick skull. Los Angeles doesn't want pro football. They don't. They don't. They don't. Now it's got two teams. Now don't two teams that don't that yep. cannot cannot draw twenty thousand. Literally, yeah. Meanwhile, my alma mater to play Bowling Green. Yep. We drew forty thousand. Yep. More people went to a Northwestern Bowling Green game mm-hmm. than a Los Angeles Chargers. But it might also be not, the danger of that might actually be there's more shit to do in either Evanston, Illinois, or Bowling Green. Uh, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, or Ohio, where the fuck Bowling Green is? I, don't know. I think it's in Kentucky. Ohio. W- weren't ISIS supposed to blow it up in Kentucky? That was Ohio. Is there more than one Bowling Green? No, but there's like some. There's Ohio, Tucky. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there might be nothing else to do there but the game. Yeah. So well, forty thousand people might go to. Okay, they <laughs> came. They Memphis. came here. I see. <laughs> But the Chicago's, fact, you already know, Chicago's better than L.A. Fuck them. All right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, I see your hate. Shout, shout out to Nancy. Nancy. I've known Nancy for years. What's um, up, Nancy? Nancy and I went to high school together, and... I hope you don't we still live to, in L.A. We went to, yeah, she does, and went to middle school with me. So, West Side for life. That's what we do. All right, well, we have a West Side here, too. You, yeah. can, move, you can live really close to it. Not really. <laughs> This has that been. Was, that was a shot at the west side. I, I got you. All right. This has been. You south side. I get it. South side. <laughs> this has been episode 22 of Stakes is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy on all the Twitters, the Tumblers, and all that good stuff. A.K.A. Ill Gates, A.K.A. Han Yolo. I'm your boy, Terry Gant, A.K.A. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October, recording live. We were live this time. We are live. From Third Coast Comics at 6443 North Sheridan Road in Chicago, Illinois. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, thank you for tuning in. All the people tuning in on the video cast. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll come over with t-shirts at some point. We need t-shirts. He's right. We need t-shirts? Yeah. Brian's got a point. He just said it. We need, when the t-shirts coming out? Let's get some t-shirts. Uh, oh, now you don't when, want to design something? When the mixtape comes out. Oh. Oh, all right. Soon. <laughs> Soon, Brian. All right. <laughs> Appreciate y'all listening. Thank y'all for coming. God bless. Good night.